Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun, for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, everybody. This is Chris Landry welcoming you to SEC Football and Beyond for this Monday, February 24th. As I've headed on out for the 35th, 36th straight year to the scouting combine, I've forgotten has been to everyone, helped start the first one, and uh, we're back here again um, to take a look at the top players in the country that are eligible for the draft. We're going to get in to some of the news and notes uh, over on the Pro Football Show. So you want to check on that about the combine and what's going on there uh, during the course of the week. But we've got some uh, work to do in, in getting you caught up on the goings-ons around the world of college football this weekend since we last spoke with you. On Friday, a few things have taken place. We've got Colorado's got a new coach. How did that play out? Uh, some recruiting information, some draft room nuggets. <clears throat> Excuse me, we've got it all covered for you. A reminder of a couple of things as we talked about the NFL podcast uh, starting today. We've got an NFL podcast five days a week, just like we have a college podcast five days a week. We have an NFL one five days a week. So Monday through Friday the latest on the world of pro football. And, of course, you get uh, this podcast every day, the college podcast. That's going to take you through the national scope of college football and then kind of recap the week that was in a specific conference, which each conference and region, uh, as we go outside the conference and in the region, uh, with a different conference each day. Monday, SEC, Tuesday, ACC, Wednesday, Big Ten, Thursday, Big 12, Friday, Pac-12. And you get it all by signing up for Landry Football's conference call. Yes, go iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts, and make sure that you send uh, you, you sign up for Landry Football's conference call. Also, a reminder to check out our great folks at 401K Gen- Generation, will you? They are the reason why you get to listen to this podcast and the Pro Football Podcast each and every day, each and every weekday, because they are so loyal. 
They've become a member of our family, and they do such a tremendous job of helping you provide for your family and provide for the right decisions that are going to make a difference in meeting your financial goals. It's a tough world out there, and you've got a lot of different uh, issues to deal with. Everybody does. Get some help. Get some financial money management investment advice that's going to help you meet your goals, something that's specific to tailor to your needs, not just to make somebody else money. So give them a call or a text today at one 866 998-5879. Here's the thing. They're licensed in all 50 states, so they can help you out regardless where you're listening to this podcast from in the continent or United States. So give them a call today. They can uh, help you and tell them that we sent you. Check out LandryFootball.com for all the detailed film room analysis, all the detailed information Free agent boards, uh, you know, in a little bit of a transition, uh, going to get back on the um, NFL player grades by position, free agent grades, reports, got all that as the league year is fast approaching, um, the the start with contracts and whatnot. All of that details over at LandryFootball.com as well as draft boards and scouting reports that we're going to be providing for you. So if you've not yet joined LandryFootball.com, take advantage of our scouting season offer. Uh, It's the best one we've ever had. It's going to get you the best deal we've ever had. It's less than $5 a month, and it'll get you through this entire scouting season. Obviously recruiting, Uh, the draft, free agency, um, spring practice, Uh, All the OTAs and and all the free agent scouting reports and signing and news and notes. We're going to have all that for you and breaking it down for you. It'll take you all through the football season, all the way through next year at this time, less than $5 a month. So check it out today. You're going to absolutely love it. So the biggest news, I guess, really, that we had uh, take place really on Friday, the word came out. And if you're a follower of LandryFootball.com, you probably were – uh, abreast of this a little bit sooner than anyone else. But Colorado, after having uh, getting spurned by Steve Sarkeesian, as we said they would, after being spurned by one of their own, Eric Bieniemy, which we said they would, um, were turning towards the NFL and looking at different people. Brett Bielema wanted the job. Um, their concern with Brett Bielema was that he had not been a successful recruiter in the Rocky Mountain, West Coast part of the country region. He spent all of his time either in the Southeastern Conference or the Big Ten. Um, and they, they had real concerns about that. So they were looking for somebody. Mainly they had exhausted a number of options in college football that weren't interested. And they decided to go the route in the NFL and find somebody that had some experience in college on the West Coast. Um, And that's why they wanted Sark. Sark, of course, was a successful coach at Washington, was obviously had problems at USC, um, but certainly has had some background there. So they, at least the experience there intrigued them. And obviously with this, 
now working in college football at Alabama. But that was the tide. Well, that didn't work well. And obviously we knew that Eric Bieniemy, who had been an offensive coordinator at Colorado and um, like 11, 12, um, obviously very familiar with the program and, and were very interested in one of their own. As we've said all along, Eric was not going to um, go in that direction when you consider where his future is and lays in the pro game and what he's on the verge of getting to take what is basically, no other way to put it, a second-tier job in a bottom of the Power Five school, it's, it, it puts him in a tough situation to take that. It's one thing to go and get a major job where you can win and compete and maybe prove you're a head coach. You're much better off at this point if you're Eric Bieniemy, and I think he did his homework, and knowing Eric, that he can go from where he is. He's going to win, and his, his star is going to be shining bright being tied with Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes and the job he's doing in Kansas City. You go to Colorado, you're not going to win. You're going to um, you're going to lose, and, and probably you're, you're going to be dulled by it. In, in no fault of your own, but you will. So that's the reality of where it is. So they went and made a curious hire, one that I'm – I'm not going to be honest um, and mislead anybody by saying it's a good hire. It's a very uninspiring hire. But they hired Carl Durrell. Carl was, you remember, um, he's certainly spent a lot of time in college. He was offensive coordinator, Colorado, from 95 to 98. And then he followed, um, he followed New Heisel from Boulder to Washington. And then he obviously – took over the head coaching job at UCLA. Things didn't work out all that well there. Um, after starting out decently, he's got certainly ties to the school, ties to the conference. So check and check what they were looking for. And listen, he's the assistant head coach at the Dolphins, so it's a little bit of a sell. Can he recruit? Can he make a difference in coaching? I, I question either. What type of staff can he put together? Tough timing, but overall, you know, tough job getting tougher. So that was the news uh, on Friday, and I think it became official to everyone on Saturday. Hope you had a chance to catch that on uh, LandryFootball.com on Friday. Some transfer news around the conference. And by the way, nothing will be advanced at least for a little while on the transfer portal or the transfer uh, one-year transfer um, news. Uh, nothing has come out, and nothing, like I said, is expected to for a little bit. Uh, some conference news around transfer portal. Missouri junior wide receiver Cam Scott has entered the NCAA transfer portal. Ole Miss sophomore defense. And, uh, Cam was 6'2", 170. Former three-star recruit. Had 15 offers coming out. A college, if you remember, from Tennessee, South Carolina, Utah, four ways Utah and Baylor, caught 17 passes for 330 yards and over 19 yards per catch in 2019, and he was a 
good, deep threat for Missouri. He's the second member of this program to enter the transfer portal since Eli Drinkwich has taken over. One has to assume after studying film and meeting with players, there's always this case of guys um, maybe not being the, the right fits um, and thinking that maybe there's a better chance that you might be able to get opportunity somewhere else. Ole Miss, Southmore, defensive back DeAndre Prince has entered the portal, 6'1", 174. He made an impact last year for the Reds as a true freshman. He played in all 12 games, 25 tackles, two interceptions. Um, he was in line to, to start for Ole Miss this spring. Um, but they got a new staff. He felt uh, you know, he felt he really um, would be a good fit. Um, it was a good fit in Mike McIntyre's offense. But since he's no longer there, we'll see. He may is considering transferring to Memphis. But uh, I know Georgia and Auburn and Michigan and Notre Dame were also involved in recruiting him. So this is a good player that's leaving Ole Miss, and it's unfortunate. But it is something that they wanted him. He decided to move on. And Arkansas redshirt senior tight end Grayson Gunter is transferred to Southern Miss. Big kid, 6'8", 243, was a backup in three years for Arkansas. Didn't play a great deal. It was one positive spot in Arkansas's offense. Um, but he can compete and be an inline blocker for Southern Miss. And as a uh, graduate, he can be eligible to play immediately. Some coaching news that um, has taken place over the past several days in the SEC. Um, if you're interested, Chad Morris, the new offense coordinator at Auburn, will make $735,000 annually on his three-year contract. Um, you know, actually be making more than that because he's going to get Arkansas is going to have to foot the bill for the rest. So, so they're they're going to be they have to pay one point seven uh, on top of the seven hundred thirty five. So he's going to be paid pretty well. Obviously, uh, getting a chance to work for a good buddy and uh, doing something he's very good at, calling plays and getting uh, the entire money from Arkansas, some of it that Auburn will pay, most of it that Arkansas will pay. Uh, Alabama um, lost a really valued member of their staff. Joe Houston was a bright, young special teams coach, and he's going to become the assistant special teams coordinator for New England. He was hired last year by Alabama to be basically the quality control special teams guy Worked at Iowa State. Um, he was a former kicker for USC. Really good teacher. And did a good job um, for Alabama. And, again, to be a quality control guy and go become an assistant special teams coach for New England says an awful lot. Also on the Alabama staff, Butch Jones has been promoted to special assistant to the head coach. Um, it's just a little bit. I don't think he was in a position um, as been reported in the Colorado State job that went to Adazio. Um, no, was he a candidate at Colorado? If you remember, he was a candidate at Colorado back um, several years ago when he ended up 
um, reversing fields and taking the Tennessee job when they offered him the job. But, uh, you know, he's kind of moved up and got a little bit more responsibility, but basically going to work on special projects for Nick Saban. And, of course, you know by now, as we said, that Steve Sarkeesian took his name out of the job um, at Colorado. South Carolina has hired Rod Wilson to serve as linebacker coach. He's a former South Carolina player, led the team in tackles in 04, went on to play six seasons in the NFL. He replaces Thomas Brown, who departs for the L.A. Rams. Um, Wilson started his career at Charleston Southern from 13 to 16 before leaving to join the Chiefs, where he was an assistant special teams coach. Um, he's going to try to help improve that um, that defense that uh, had gave up 393 yards a game and 26 points per game in, in 19. So there's some work to do on the defensive side of the ball. Alabama also losing Mike Stoops. Uh, kind of expected, uh, but he's going to Kentucky to work for his brother. He's going to coach to secondary. Uh, he's going to be involved in coaching part of the secondary anyway. Um, we mentioned for a little bit that he was likely going to end up with his brother. We mentioned that, guys, a couple of weeks ago in the college football notebook over at LandryFootball.com. Uh, it's now official that they're going to um, – he's going to be coaching in the secondary. And uh, it's one of the things um, – that working for Saban, and we're going to get into it a little bit now as we talk about the Charlie Strong hire by Alabama and what his role is and why he's taking it and why it's a good fit and why it's not more. Um, I've mentioned this on a couple of platforms and mentioned it last week when this was announced, but for those of you that um, just listen to the SEC show because you think it's an SEC show, you miss something that we've talked about. Uh, on uh, last week in one of the other shows, which is why we always encourage you to listen at least to the first part of the show each and every day. Charlie Strong is going to be a defensive analyst. He's going to take on a role. The defensive analysts may sound the same, and to some degree they are the same, but they're different roles and different responsibilities. And Mike Stoops was able to... um, Excuse me. Uh, yeah, Mike was able to kind of rejuvenate his career a little bit. Um, you know, uh, Charlie Strong is kind of in the same mold. Charlie is in a position where he's trying to rejuvenate his career. He's trying to um, figure out the best way to go about in his future in the best way for him is to learn from the most successful coach maybe of all time in college football and learn more about how to become a better head coach and for Nick he gets somebody that is very talented very skilled another set of eyes Um, but understand particularly on the defensive side of the ball Always open to ideas, but you're going to be running on the defensive side of the ball, Nick Saban's defense. Okay, that's what you're going to be running. So people that are saying, well, why not him instead of Pete Golding as the defensive coordinator? Very simply, Pete Golding is the guy that can run and call Nick Saban's defense.
because he's been around them, and he knows how he wants it called. Now, oh, but he's not doing a very good job, Chris. Did you see it last year? Well, first of all, you're not evaluating his coaching. You're evaluating the results. The results are a compilation of a lot of things. They could not run. No, the defense didn't look very good last year. It wasn't run very good last year. Um, There was a lot missed last year. And the reason it was because they had a lot of young guys. They could not run everything that they normally run. They could not run all the checks. So it was a problem. It was an issue, no question about it. That was not reflective of coaching, but how they needed to coach that team. Now, you can make the case that there are better coaches out there than Pete Golding. In fact, I can make a strong case for that. But at this point, who is the best at calling his defense is what he's looking for. Now, if he can find somebody that's better than Pete Golding, he'll do it. Charlie Strong may end up being that guy. Once he learns this defense, he might be calling this defense at the end of this season. Heck, he might be doing it at the end of spring for all we know. I don't know how long it's going to take for Charlie to be up to speed. I think what he's looking for and Nick is looking for stability of message, of understanding, and I don't think that Charlie's going to be at Alabama very long. So I think it's important in Nick's eyes to have somebody that's going to be around for a while, and I think Pete Golding could be that guy. And they've just got to get the defense in place, and I think that's why he's going with it. If Pete's not able to get it done and Charlie can pick up this defense, there's no doubt in my mind that Charlie can end up being the coordinator at some point. But can he call Nick's defense? He can call a defense. Charlie's done it all his career. But can he call Nick's defense? That's the difference. So, look, people on the outside are going to look and say, well, Alabama hasn't been as good defensively. It's not due to the coaching. It's been due to their offensive style that's been a little bit reckless with time of possession or lack thereof, and it's been a lot of negative impacts due to injuries on defense. That's been the issue, not coaching. Recruiting news around the SEC this week, Washington, Ohio State, Clemson are among the teams, Notre Dame, Oklahoma, Oregon, Stanford, USC, are among the teams. And finally, Alabama and LSU, which is why we're talking about it, for an unbelievable five-star, one of the best receivers in the country, class of 2020, Imiki Ibuka, 61190. He's from Washington State, Stellacoon, Washington. Um, great body control, physically talented guy. He is one of the top ten players in the 2021 class, period. Absolutely one of the best. So it'll be interesting to see Alabama, LSU, Clemson, Ohio State. They've all had um, interest in these guys. It can, uh, it, it, it's interesting to see if the hometown Washington team can do a good job. Or Oregon, that's where you would think he would go. With grades academically, maybe Stanford. USC gets itself in gear, maybe USC. That's geographically 
where this kid historically would go. But with the fact that the Pac-12 has been so down, it is the Clemsons, the Ohio States, the Alabamas, the LSUs that have every bit equal footing to go in to the Pacific Northwest and get this kid. Really early on him, but this is a big-time kid. Four-star quarterback in the 2021 class, Garrett Nussmeyer, is going to announce in April where he's going to go. Sound familiar? He is the son of former Washington, Florida, Michigan offense coordinator Doug, Doug Nussmeyer. Um, LSU, North Carolina, Texas. Uh, I think that uh, LSU is probably the favorite for him right now. Uh, he's at Marcus High School in Flower Mound, or, uh, Flower Mound, Texas. He's one of the top 25 players in the state of Texas. Really, really good player. So we shall see where this goes. Uncommitted five-star defensive tackle Mason Smith is planning on taking official visits to Texas A&M, Florida, Georgia, Alabama, and LSU. Big-time SEC flavor there. 6'4", 290. Um, really good-looking players from home Louisiana. And, you know, I think USC and Ole Miss are also interested. One of the top 10 prospects again in the entire 2021 recruiting class. And then three-star defensive tackle, I think is undervalued, Anthony Hundley. I think more looking like a five-star kid to me on film. 6'3", 265. He initially pledged LSU in mid-November, but he's keeping his options open. He's going to take an uh, unofficial visit to Florida on March 7th. Um, he was earlier committed to the Hurricanes uh, from May to August. We'll see. He's uh, one of the top 30 defensive tackle prospects in this 2021 class. Really good player. Four-star wide receiver Mark Britt flipped his commitment from Florida to Ole Miss recently. Um, He's been committed to Florida since November, but signing day came and went without his submission of the National Letter of Intent. So uh, we're going to see. He's uh, one of the better athletes in the country. So, yeah, one of the few guys, Zach Evans being the other, that was not signed for this 2020 class, Mark Britt, headed to Ole Miss. So some good news for Lane Kiffin. Three-star 2021 defensive end Isaac Washington has decommitted from Tennessee, 6'3", 265, still interested in Tennessee, um, but he's looking at some other other schools, ranked in the top 25 overall prospect in the state of North Carolina, and one of the top 30 defensive end prospects in the country. Um, Washington has received uh, offers from Florida and Auburn and North Carolina and Virginia Tech, uh, so we'll see where this leads. And LSU-Alabama, again, has the early leg up on uncommitted four-star wide receiver Brian Thomas. Thomas is 6'4", 190, um, took unofficial visits. Um, he's from Walker, Louisiana. No, Georgia, Florida, and Mississippi State are all other schools that are interested, even though it looks like an Alabama-LSU battle. Uh, looking like he's going to wait to December or later to make that commitment. He ranks as a top 100 player, back end of the top 100 overall player in the 2021 class. Um, we have no, nothing to update you on Zach Evans. Uh, and we won't until he takes the March visits, which he expects to visit 
Florida. So if things go well there, we may have some news after that visit. An uncommitted four-star 2021 wide receiver, Keetron Jackson, plans on taking an unofficial visit to Auburn this spring. Um, Auburn's hiring of Chad Morris as the offensive coordinator is really paying off uh, as they've made some inroads with him. He's from Roy City, Texas. Really good strider, big-time speed guy. He's one of the top 150, 200 prospects in the 2021 class. So uh, Chad Morris has had made a lot of inroads with with this kid. An uncommitted four-star safety, Kane Williams, in the 2021 classes, working on a top-six list of Georgia, LSU, Florida A&M, Alabama, and Oklahoma. So um, it may uh, we'll see where this Alabama and LSU and get some visits. Another kid's a good you know, year in the year in the state of Louisiana. This kid's from Marrero, just outside of New Orleans. Um, but Florida and Florida State are going to be in for trips as well. So we'll see. Really good looking safety, good instincts, good athleticism, good range. One of the top, again, one of the top 90 or so players in the uh, 2021 class. And final recruiting nugget of the week uncommitted four star linebacker Terrence Lewis. Uh, in the 2021 class is um, going to visit Nebraska, Florida, Georgia, Ole Miss, and Tennessee. 6'1", 195, got some growth room, can really run um, Hollywood, Florida. And um, he's, we're going to see he's looking at maybe a November, December pledge. We'll see how this plays out. Still early for him as well. Want to get into some film room nuggets on draft prospects. Um, that as, you know, we get to the combine this week and looking at film, just some thoughts on players within the conference. Um, Justin Matabuki of A&M is, you know, was a highly recruited player. Didn't get a chance to contribute to his third and fourth year, but boy, this guy's got a good motor. Uh, boy, he plays with heavy hands. He strikes and releases. He keeps his feds down. This guy's got a lot of ability at 6'3", 304. You've heard me talk about Javon Kinlaw, and, you know, um, everyone will look and start to poke holes at his stats. Ten and a half career sacks, started for three years. But if you watch him play in all the double teams, his production's really good. So the people that don't know how to study film are going to miss out on this guy. This guy's one of the elite players in this draft. Doing some study on Alabama tackle Jedrick Wills, really good size, 6'5", 320. And even though he doesn't have great length, he uses his hands so well. Can replace them quickly. He has a chance to be a really good tackle at the next level. Right tackle mainly, but this guy's got position versatility, sound technician, like him a lot. Really like George's Isaiah Wilson as a run blocker. Um, he's very physical, can, can move defenders, not great feet for pass blocking. Um, Patrick Queen, the LSU linebacker was uh, we talked about him an awful lot last year at this time heading into uh, the spring and obviously during the summer heading into the fall practice. This guy's a really good player because he's very athletic. He's a run-and-hit flow linebacker with great speed and range, can open his hips and get depth and width as a cover guy. Um, you know, but a lot of people didn't know as much about him, and I think people saw how good of a player that he is. Um He's, I think, once he improves his technique uh, and understanding of, of blocking schemes, he's going to be that much better. Um, 
studying Arkansas safety Cameron Curl. I like this kid as a split safety. I think he's got good instincts. I think he's going to be a good special teamer. He can diagnose routes well. He can play balls well in the air, just not real athletic. Um, one of the more underrated players in this draft and maybe one of the more unknown players, even by SEC fan standard, is Missouri defensive lineman Jordan Elliott. He's 6'4", he's 315, he can lock out and throw blockers aside, then close well. He does play a little high and exposes pads, but I like his ability to play different positions on the interior of the defensive line. This guy's a really, really good player. Some bad news for South Carolina receiver Brian Edwards. He's got a broken foot, so he's going to be sidelined for the combine. 6'3", 215, all-SEC selection. So we'll see. Um, uh, was forced to buy out of the Senior Bowl as well. So it hadn't been a good postseason for Brian Edwards. Missouri center Tristan Colin Castillo is a three-year starter, declared early for the draft. Um, but i got to tell you, he's one of these guys that I guess – just wanted to move on, um, but he's a short area player with athletic limitations. Uh, he's nothing more than a late-round priority free agent type. Uh, Mississippi State, uh, Brian's Cole is a safety nickel hybrid that I think is really good at the line of scrimmage, liability and coverage. Size is going to be an issue defending the run at the pro level, but I see him as a situational nickel defender who can be a very – uh, effective uh, special teams cover guy. Um, been asked a lot about Nick Cole from Auburn. We know that um, Brown, Derek Brown gets a lot of notoriety. Nick Cole, 6'5", 290. Gets good push from the interior as a rusher. Uh, needs to improve his use of hands. Come better playing off blocks. But I don't see him like some people see struggling against the run. What I see and know is understanding that in Auburn's scheme, he often plays the penetrating role, which sometimes gives off a lack of instincts. Um, he's a little bit better than people think there, and I think he'll only get a little better. He's got natural ability, and I think he's worth developing, and he's not going to be that high of a pick. I think he's got great value day two, maybe day, maybe even day, day three would be tremendous value for Nick. Ole Miss defensive lineman Josiah Coatney, at 6'4", 309, is an effective power player with the strength to hold the point of attack. Limit athletic ability to play effectively outside of a short area, though. Florida receiver Tyree Cleveland plays like a possession receiver with um, uh, great outside-the-frame catching abilities. The type of receiver you have to scheme open. Lacks the explosiveness to separate. He's 6'2", 205. Um, I think he's a backup role player. Um you know, not overly productive in that offense. We know that the quarterback situation hasn't always lended to a lot of success throwing the football, but I think that there's some limitations in this kid's game. Um, LSU tackle Sequid Charles said this before, like his feet, like his body control. That you seek as a pass protector, 6'4", 295, moves well, can redirect well. Once he improves his anchor strength, he can round out his game and to be a quality starter on the next level. Uh, Auburn's Prince Tega Wanago is not going to be participating at the athletic testings at the Combine. 
67305, had the knee scope to check out that lingering injury, swelling, um, and the knee forced him to sit out of the senior bowl. So, like, Brian Edwards hasn't been uh, good um, off season for him. But I think on the positive side, he's going to be able to uh, maybe be ready for their pro day or at least a late pro day workout on campus uh, in private workouts. Georgia's receiver Lawrence Cagers dealt with some knee injuries and consistency, but I tell you what, he's got make-it athleticism. He's progressed as a route runner as long as his feel for coverage. I like his uh, later round value, and I think his football's uh, the best football's in front of him. I'm not, I'm not uh, impressed with Kelly Bryant at all. Um, you know, he just he just doesn't have passing skills. I think he's a good kid, but I, you know, I don't think this kid has a role in the league. I don't think he's good enough as a passer, quite frankly. We talked about Sequid Charles, but LSU's got a couple of other offensive linemen that I like. Damian Lewis, guard, um, he struggles to block in space some, but uh, but he really, really is a square physical run blocker. Uh, he does struggle to stay balanced and keep his feet under him a little bit, but his power and physicality are really good selling points for him. Um, you know, I think his just overall footwork and balance needs work. He's never going to be a great athlete, but he's a power run blocking guard, and I think he's going to be really good in a man blocking system. I like Lord Cushenberry, uh, his anchor ability in both the short and long set. Um, he drives his feet as a run blocker. As his strength improves, improves, he'll get a little better and better suited for the NFL. I think he'd be really good somewhere in the fourth round if he were to make it there. One of my favorite players in all of the country, uh, and, and certainly in the SEC, was Kentucky's Lynn Bowden. He's a receiver, one of the more, you know, he played quarterback this year. He's one of the more fascinating players to study this season. Such an exceptional athlete, exceptional leadership qualities. He's going to be a great addition to the roster. Uh, his versatility is his calling card. He's with a creative offensive mind that can utilize it in a multitude of ways. He can excel as a slot receiver. Play X or Z, has great special teams value, mostly as a returner on short yardage and goal line situation. Can be a direct snap factor as well. Um, you know, 6'1", 200 pounds. He started at quarterback for the final eight games of the season after Andrews thinned the team out. Now, listen, no, he's not Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill played quarterback at BYU. Con- Lynn Bolden was forced into playing quarterback, and he couldn't throw the football at Kentucky, but he was able to lead them and win, and this is what this kid can do. He brings great versatility to your receiving core and can do some direct snap stuff. This kid's a winner. This kid's a really good player, and I think he's got great value in this draft. Some other news before we wrap it up. Tennessee senior tackle Trey Smith is coming back, by the way, won the Jason Witten, Collegiate Man of the Year Award, given annually to the player that shows uh, exceptional courage, integrity, sportsmanship on and off the field. He returned uh, from blood clots in his lungs to earn first-team All-SEC recognition last fall. Um, he had lead coat drives, speak to youth groups at schools. Um, he beat out Michael Pittman and uh, Isaiah Sanders. They're also two kids that need to be recognized for their contributions on and off the field. So congrats to Trey there. 
also at Tennessee, the receiver Marquez Callaway. I thought at you know six two two oh five came on strong as a sophomore in seventeen, earned himself twenty four catches, four hundred six yards, five touchdowns at the time. Thought he was a fantastic vertical threat with the potential to be more. I like his potential, but he's very raw as a route runner, lacks sophistication, lacks coverage recognition. Uh, but the guy does, you see, have some ability. And Georgia redshirt freshman quarterback Dewan Mathis, with the head injury, was cleared to take part in spring practice. Mathis is six four, one eighty five. He underwent emergency surgery to remove a brain cyst last May, which is very dangerous. He wasn't cleared for contact work during the fall this past year, obviously. Um, but he should be a good to go for spring practice. Um, they've got, of course, Jamie Newman. Uh, he could work his way in the backup role, and we'll see how this plays out. Spring practice begins on March 17th, so congrats to Dewan and wish him nothing but the best of health and uh, good fortune going forward. Hey, that's a wrap for a SEC News over the past week, as well as um, what's going on in the world of college football nationally. A reminder, we're going to be back tomorrow. For ACC football and beyond, where, again, we're going to keep you up to date on what's going on around the world of college football at the beginning. And then, obviously, we're going to break down uh, the week that was in the ACC. So you don't want to miss that. You also want to click on over to the Pro Football Show as we're going to be talking a lot of combine stuff during the course of the week. And we'll uh, get to some um, big weekend of news around the NFL from Friday to um, Monday. So check that out. Check out... The great folks at 401k Generation, will you give them a call, give them a text, 1-866-998-5879. They're licensed in all 50 states. You can learn more about them over at LandryFootball.com. They're great people that do a great job helping you with money management, investment issues. So give them a call today. Get yourself a financial checkup. You'll absolutely be glad you did. They're licensed in all 50 states, so they can help you out regardless which state you are listening um, from. Remember to sign up for this podcast or the Pro Football Podcast at Landry Football's conference call. Um, You get right to your phone each and every day. Please spread the word about what we're doing here. It's the only way to make it grow, to make it better. Send me your questions or comments over at LandryFootball.com. Hit contact Chris. Send it over to me. And check out LandryFootball.com. That's where we're going to provide you more film room analysis, inside information from the pro and college game, uh, and get you all the recruiting boards, draft boards, free agent boards, you name it. We got it all covered for you at LandryFootball.com. One-stop shopping football, less than the magazine subscription. In a magazine subscription, you can get access to your own scouting department. So check them out today. Uh, We appreciate you joining us, uh, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow for ACC Football and Beyond. I'm Chris Landry, everybody.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.